Your order, sir? I'll have one of those. One Istanbul Express? Yes. A double. A double? Nobody orders the double, sir. Okay. Make it a triple. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are finishing off the Trishecta, our sort of mini diversion into the works of Robert Sheckley, even when they're not science fiction. <laughs> this was totally science fiction. Okay, okay we'll get into that. Um, so for this, for this episode, we are talking about The Game of X by Robert Sheckley, which is more of a novella than a novel. Yeah. Uh, when, when is it from? 1965. 1965. Excellent. And it is, it evidently suggested a movie <laughs> called <laughs> Condor Man from 1981. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about. So, any previous history with this material? Neither. Nope. Neither. Okay. So, I'm the only person who knew about any of this. Yes. And, and the reason that we're doing it is because I saw that Condor Man <laughs> is evidently adapted. <laughs> and, and it was a movie of my childhood. Yes. Uh, so, we will get to, to my personal history with that title in due course. Uh, but maybe we start with the novella, Game of X, which I was absolutely sure had to be at least some sort of inspiration for the Triple X franchise. That's what I was thinking too. As I was reading, I'm like, this is totally like Triple X. But I, th- I, I tried to find correlations on the internet and nothing. Well, m- maybe we should so. go with like, what is this actually about in order to explain why that would, why we would oh. think that. Fair. The, uh, the CIA, the Recruits NSA, civilian. the FBI, uh, want to hire a civilian to do an exchange and uh they want him to fail in this exchange so he's totally being set up Hmm. and they capture the guy uh, as as the plan was to go and they're talking to him and he's like i totally thought this was just a nobody but pretty soon i began to realize that his spy craft was too well developed and too smooth (laughs) and the 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 actual spies begin to talk him up they talk him up so well he gets a reputation and someone wants to defect and they, they request him to go do it mm. and they're willing to pay him an obscene amount of money. Now, because this guy ha- has no job, he, he's an illegal bartender in Italy. <laughs> Paris. He takes the job. Paris. Yeah. yeah. And Paris. He takes the job right. and he's completely incompetent. Right. Yes. I like at some point he's musing about the fact that they have <laughs> so overblown his resume that he can't possibly live up to it. <laughs> and he says something right. like, uh, in trying to create a paragon, they had created a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and that's probably worth mentioning about this. It is a, like a spy comedy novella. Oh, yeah. Right. There's not really any science fiction element to it in the book, right? Well, aside from the fact that he defeats yeah. a skilled battle axe wielder and he flies a plane with no experience and he goes scuba diving with no experience right. and ends up successfully doing every one of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think right. that's where it, it becomes so absurd that it yeah. falls into the science fiction. Almost fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Sheckley evidently had a thing about making people fly planes with no experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that was in the... Uh, really? Das Millionenspiel, right? Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. The Prize of Peril. Right. Yes, right. The Prize of Peril. That's what it, what it is. Yes. Um, what do you guys think of the novella? It was enjoyable. I thought it went on a little long at first and strained even the realm of science fiction credulity. Right. <laughs> but... Uh, no, it was enjoy. I liked it. Okay. What yeah. about you, James? I did enjoy it. Only took a few glasses of wine to read. Nice. Oh, well, we, we shared this one because I had bought it on my Nook, and then I handed it off to Colin, and then I handed it off to James. Right. Yes. So you guys got to see all the stuff that I had yeah. highlighted. Yes. Because it had some amusing lines in it. I like the... Uh, I'll yeah. read a couple of them here. I like the... Um, 
Mr. Nye. Oh. Uh, and by the way, the main character's name is William Nye. Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. He's Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nye, I appeal to your sense of sportsmanship. I beg you not to force me to use coercion. He was being sincere. My heart went out to him. I really wanted to spare him the pain <laughs> of causing me pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, I think the book probably took me a little bit longer than uh, to read than it probably would have... Because I spent a lot of time looking up all the Italian stuff. <laughs> right. Now, you're studying wines right now. You're taking a class about it, right? Yeah. 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 And um, the particular wine that you tended to fall in love with, we drank tonight. Yes, that is correct. I made an excellent pairing with Papa Murphy's Pizza. <laughs> yes. No sponsorship in, in, uh, in, intended. Intended at all. No. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, the the wine that it's the, his Italian contact is drinking at the cafe is called... The Tears of Jesus. Lacrima Christi, which, yeah, it translates to, from Italian into the Tears of Christ. Right. <laughs> yes, we were walking along a, a disc golf course, and we, had, we were going to record a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And James yeah. was like, oh, dang it, I was going to see if I could find some of that wine. So he went and <laughs> yep. looked it up and so ordered it. So I looked it up, ordered it online, wine.com, and yep. came like a week later. And then he came to Colin's house tonight, and we're like, did you bring the wine? And like, Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so we sent him on a, yep. on a secret mission back to his house to fetch yep. the wine. Um, I gave it my stamp of approval, which was more or less... Right. So there's a a little bit of an origin story for the name. Okay. Uh, It it comes from an old myth that uh, Christ, crying over Lucifer's fall from heaven, cried his tears on the land and gave divine inspiration to the vines that grew there. Interesting. I wonder if it's from Paradise Lost or something. Yeah. So it's from an area near Vesuvius. And Mm. so... Because of the Vesuvius and its eruptions and all that, that land at the base of the hill and the mountain, I guess, yeah, base of the mountain, mm-hmm. is extremely fertile and yeah. grows lots of wine. So, Nice. Yeah. But it was, it was good. It's a nice dry white wine. Very dry. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't remember noticing a lot of comedy in the other Sheckley that we've read, but this one was, I mean, he was trying to be funny. Not as oh, yeah. comedic yeah. word of play, but I did enjoy the word of the word play. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let, let me. What he does in the book is sometimes he'll grab onto a metaphor or a or a right, and just runs with it. Yeah, and and will just run with it and, and just just keep hammering it, beating a dead horse. Literally in this case, not really literally, but here, here's a here's a quote. I went past the church and another knot of alleys. The stitch in my side was gone, dissolved by terror. I ran like a grass-fed stallion, and the sound of pursuing footsteps slowly diminished behind me. Agent. Agent X had done it again, but I had congratulated myself a little too early. I cantered to the end of the alley and had to rein short of an unjumpable stone wall. There was another wall to my left. I whinnied in dismay. <laughs> so yeah, he just keeps on hitting the, the horse metaphor yep. there. Um, and the book is just littered with that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, for, for you know, 120 pages, I, I found that quite delightful. Like you though, Colin, I, I feel like it was a little slow starting. Uh, but w- once it kind of got to it, it was a lot of fun. And then it was just like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? <laughs> and ultimately, you end up with this part where, like, the grand plan is they're completely surrounded on all sides. But ahaha, ha mm-hmm. the, the people who are running him, who don't know that his reputation isn't real, yes. uh, have, have decided, we're surrounded on all sides. We've got him where we want him, because now you can fly us out of here. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, this isn't a haystack, it's an airplane. Right. Uh, what? <laughs> so How do I do that? <laughs> he has to uh, figure out how to fly a plane. And then, crucially... Land the plane. <laughs> well, yes. Taking off, this is easy. Landing. Landing takes skill. I mean, it's uh, like in uh, Serenity, right? Just get us on the ground. That part will happen pretty definitely. <laughs> yeah. But uh, huh? any landing you can walk away from is good. 
Yes. Any landing you're, landing you're hauled away from, not so good. Yeah. Uh, right. It had a constant Sheckley thing in it, right? There's the unlikely woman who becomes the, the paramour, the girlfriend yes. of the main character. Mm-hmm. Poor mm-hmm. Mavis. Little did she know what she was getting into. Just random lady in an apartment that he breaks into trying right, to escape. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making plans to meet in Paris. Breaking so into funny. someone's apartment endears you to them so so well. Yeah. Right. Uh, no laws requiring... Uh, or allowing suicide or death, though. That was... True. Yeah. So that's, that's a change from the last two checklists yeah. that we've read. <laughs> um, the, the conceit of the book reminds me a little bit of The Kid from Brooklyn uh, with Danny Kaye. It's the, it's the one where mm. he ends up as a championship boxer <laughs> because the middleweight <laughs> champion of the world t- takes a swing at him. And, or, no, I guess it's, he gets knocked out ostensibly by Danny Kaye. Turns out it wasn't actually him. He just ducked. Right. <laughs> but there was a lot of ducking in this movie. There was. There was. Yeah. And, and a little bit of the Bourne identity, right? The book where they, they have built up this, this image that basically they've gone around and claimed credit for a bunch of assassinations and things and assigned them to this Kane character. Right. right. Um, but he could actually do the things he, he was. do it. Yes. So he, he made a more convincing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's more Austin Powers than James yeah. Bond or, yeah. or Bourne or any of those. Yeah. Right. So if that, if that sounds like it's up your alley, um, I mean, it's a perfect, like, uh, read for a, a short plane ride. Yeah. Definitely could have. Did you read it on a short plane ride? I know I was reading something else um, oh, okay. <laughs> when I, when I flew recently. So I was reading and call me Conrad for he goes there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, anything else to say about the book? I, I feel like this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> it could be a short episode. <laughs> this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, I've been recommending it to Tim. We should mention our peanut gallery in the room with us is. Our, we, we've graduated to a new high. We have a live studio audience. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're so entertaining. My wife is playing video games well. I think we have applause on here somewhere. Oh, sweet. Uh, I think that was the applause button. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next episode. Well, see, does one Seth one, know what he has on his own buttons? One of them was Emmanuel and one was Cora. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think the, yeah, I think I'd hit the right one. Wine was good. Kathy liked the wine. You liked the Tears of Christ. Yes. Okay. It was immaculate. <laughs> Did you try it, Tim? No. Okay. So, yes, Condor Man. Um, I actually <laughs> spoke to my eldest sister, Erin, today and tried to record it, but her microphone, the, it was hurting my ears. Oh. And, and so when I listened to it back, oh, I'm boy. like, I can't, I can't inflict that on our listeners. Um, so I will just talk about some of the stuff she talked about. The interesting <laughs> thing is she doesn't really remember watching it as a kid. I remember watching it as a oh. kid. I remember like renting the VCR in the big blue case mm-hmm. and bringing that <laughs> yep. home and also checking out this movie. Cause I, I was talking to her. I'm like, I feel like we saw that cover with, with him with the wings and went, that looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a Disney movie um, from 1981, by the way, uh, starring Michael Crawford, the original Phantom of the Opera from Broadway. Well, and the, the guy who was in the uh, movie adaptation of Hello, Dolly with Barbara Streisand and Walter Matthau. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, the, um, the dad from Teen Wolf. I can't remember what his name is. Right. Was that who you're talking about? Or who you, no, who? no, no, Michael Crawford. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So the main character. I thought you were talking about an additional person. No. Okay. Yes. Do you mean James Hampton or Oliver Reed? No, Oliver Reed is the bad guy. Uh, Barbara Courier, of course. The He's a very good bad guy. Love interest. Bond girl. James Hampton, yeah, yes, he was the, the dad from Teen Wolf. But yeah, we watched this a lot when I was a kid. And I remember just thinking it was incredibly <laughs> cool with the, with the transforming vehicle that oh, then right. turned into a hovercraft. I remembered it turning into the speedboat. 
not not into the hovercraft. Oh, so, uh, so I was I was like, oh, I guess I remembered that wrong. It's just I remembered it in the wrong place because the speedboat comes yeah. in later. I like yeah. how it popped out of the gypsy car too, gypsy yeah. truck. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that yeah. was neat. The sea slower. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you do? Shh. Hit another button. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I remember watching it also one time in college. I think Elaine and I were engaged at the time. And, and she I, still married you. I inflicted it on her, and, and she, <laughs> we, she still married me. Um, but she liked the part where, like, early in the movie, he, he trips over Barbara Carrera, and she says, I think we have something to give one another. And he says, yes, I'm a man, and you're a woman. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, she's, she remembered like the super cringy stuff between the, the characters, but uh, yeah, that's one of the few things that they have on the Wikipedia article about it. Because again, right. This was a, this was a failure of a movie. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. Uh, it lost $9 million on a budget of 14 million. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so it did not do very well. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the critic score from Rotten Tomatoes is 27%. <laughs> and the note from Disney is, uh. The film was slightly more racy than Disney normally produced. The, <laughs> the president at the time was Ron Miller of the of the Walt mm. Disney Company. Mm. Said that Barbara the the Barbara Carrera character was the sexiest in Disney's history. <laughs> this was way before of uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen it actually. I haven't seen all the Disney movies. Sorry, sorry. By the way, it's a five point six on IMDb, which I feel like is fair. Um, that's that's more of an audience score. Right? Yeah, critics critic score. Um, but talking to Erin, at some point she decided to show it to her kids. And she said, anytime we went to the video store and let them get more than one movie, they'd get Condor Man. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't know why they kept getting it, but they, I guess they, they enjoyed it. And all that she knew about it was it's pretty clean, which is true, right? There's, there's, there's no bad language in it. No. There's, there's no explicit anything. Mm-hmm. No, uh, there's a lot of innuendo. Violent. Yeah, yeah, it is it is pretty violent, but not gory violence. Yeah, not gory. No, e- even the fight sequences, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he is stumbling and blocking and hitting people yeah. with a briefcase. Okay. And <laughs> that first one in Istanbul is full Jackie Chan, uh, which I just, I thought was great. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so I guess overall thoughts on Accidental the movie? Accidental Kung Fu. Yeah. What, what, did, what did you guys think of the movie? It was funny. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a, yeah. It's not a hundred percent canonical, but it is definitely in the vein of of the novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you take an accidental person who can accidentally do all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhat more plausible, I think, in the movie because he's the comic book uh, plotter and drawer right. who wants to test everything that his comic book heroes do because he doesn't want to put anything fake in there. So he's pre developed all this technology that then he then requires. Um, the FBI to build for him so he can be the Condorman character they have invented. Yes. It, it strains credulity a little bit to think that they could actually make all of this stuff that he had. Um, did he have the specification In the time frame that he like wanted Galaxy it. Quest, right? <laughs> How did you make mm, the All we one? had was the television specs. <laughs> I thought the movie was rad. I, 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 I mean, like, if it took itself more seriously... No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. Right. It was no. a Disney movie. It leaned heavily, more heavily into the comedy. Michael Crawford is doing a cartoon character voice the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like an animated character. The, Kathy recognized yeah. him by his voice. She's oh, sitting no. over there off to the side, trying to write her prayer, her paper for her doctoral program. <laughs> And she's definitely still working very hard on the paper for the doctoral program. <laughs> right now, she is not listening to us podcast and playing video games on her cell phone. I'm, I'm paying way too much attention to this podcast to notice yes. that. And she's like, that sounds like the guy from Hello, Dolly. <laughs> and it is. Okay. 
Yep. So that's that's not just a cartoon character voice. I mean, it is a character voice, but... Yeah, maybe he's pitching it high or something else. Yeah. But... I mean, in terms of what the character needed in that movie, I think he was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we gotta get we gotta get some thoughts from the peanut gallery. So you will you go closer to a microphone and give us some thoughts, Tim? Sure. So in in respect to the uh, the tone of the movie, I I also loved the campiness and all the the really <laughs> physical humor. It was yeah. just all these tiny little moments that you know the movie could could survive without, but just like give it this extra yeah. little charm is excellent. <laughs> it was a little difficult for me to tell. Um, how often it was being campy on purpose and how often it was just <laughs> so dated and kind of kind of hard as as a as a uh, person born in the, in this century uh, kind of hard for me to bear with but other than that i really enjoyed it well That's thank you fantastic nice <laughs> um I, I mean like it's an action movie action comedy kind of thing definitely it's pretty spoofy yeah. yeah, but like all the action scenes, like I've seen much worse they action scenes. They were pretty well movies. done, I think. The, the action scenes in Free yeah. Jack were way worse. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you take someone who has tons of Broadway theater experience and great dance moves, mm-hmm. like uh, Michael Crawford, and... Well, and like your wife pointed out, put a helmet on him, and who knows who's... <laughs> That's <laughs> <helmet>. <laughs> There's a reason that helmet yep. had a full face cover on yep. it. <laughs> um, I mean, the bad guys are very, like... Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, bad guys. <laughs> the Russian, you know, it was practically Boris and Natasha. Yes. Um, the guy with the, the metal eye was like very Bond villain. Yes. Uh, you know, of course, oh, yeah. the speedboat had he, a laser on it, of course, because yep, of course. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't Why you not? have a laser on your speedboat? I would if I could. And Heck wouldn't yeah. you have a, a jet boat instead of a speedboat if you could have one? Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten the whole beginning of it with the, like the animated credits. So, oh, yeah. so if, you, if you're going to watch this movie, oh, yeah. it's 90 minutes. You can rent it on Amazon. There's a full like six minutes. And the of, first third of it is of credits. animated credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so then it ends. Yeah. There's, the, there's the end yeah. title scene and boom, you're yeah. done because there's yep. nothing else to show. Yeah. And it was a rather uh, abrupt ending. I was like, oh, it's over. We're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it would have been cool to have some kind of jazzy Henry Mancini t- end title credits on it. I think that would work really yeah. well. The score definitely was reminiscent of the A Team. We kept we kept like <laughs> yeah, going yeah. the score into the A Team. It was all in the like the action explosive sequences too. Yeah, <laughs> so like it was right up that alley. Condor man, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we talk about about the movie? I wrote down Gopher Boy and Sponge Man. <laughs> those are some of his other comic book characters. At some point, the bad guys start realizing that that everything that's happening is out of the comic books, right? And, and try and predict yeah. his moves that way. Um, and then I also wrote this movie rules. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it was pretty not, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I did not expect it to be as fun. Actually, I, I thought, yeah. oh, this is not going to hold up at all. But the fact of like what the movie is going for makes it so it works for me. Have you watched it again recently? Not since not since the late nineties. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, the the, the it, it was better than the way you were talking it up, I maybe. think. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting something much worse. I, I, I was oh, that bad. I, it's pretty campy. <laughs> yeah, it's super Yeah, cheesy. but like, it, it knows it's campy. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, there's yes. like, there's a definite difference, like Tim was saying, between mm-hmm. movies that know they're campy and movies that are campy and they don't know it. Well, okay, however, when I showed my boys, we showed our boys The Last Starfighter. Yeah, they're still wrong about that. They are still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a ton of camp in it. I mean, because it's playing towards that 80s yeah. video game sci-fi geek and it, it right, does it right. really really well yeah um 
And yeah, they, they, they were not getting it at all. Right. I mean, yeah. I can see how a movie mm. like this would, is easier to swallow than The Last Starfighter, which for us, you know, felt like, well, this is, I mean, this is just a, a movie. This is just how movies are done. It's serious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We all wanted to be that man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course we did. <laughs> yeah. We wanted our video game right. playing to have some redemptive value. <laughs> it did. Think about it. 40 years later, here we are, internationally known podcasters. That's true. We are known That's on true. at least two continents. Yes. So. Well, three, three, three. Yeah, Australia three. counts. Yeah, sorry, Michael. Hey, Great Britain. Well, that's not a continent, but you know, we'll, it's part of the well, European yeah, it's part continent. Of Europe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. There's there, there's the pause. What what else you got? Going? I was going to say what what was the greatest missed opportunity in the entire movie? I mean, you didn't really prepare me for this. No. Uh, I mean, he didn't he didn't fly. Well, no, that's not true. He, he did fly. Yeah. He did fly. Sorry, we, we we're going full spoilers, just like we <laughs> he always didn't do. Fly a plane, but <laughs> read, read the book, watch the movie. I'd forgotten yeah. that the movie started with him testing his flight suit. <laughs> Trying to right. fly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the greatest missed opportunity of the entire movie in the is the end scene when they're setting up the sequel. Yes. That never gets made. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If, you, if you're out there and you have any influence in Hollywood, it is time for right. a soft reboot of the Condor Man franchise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what we'll find out is that Woody and Natalia's son... Yes. <laughs> we'll inherit the Condor Man title. Mm-hmm. We need you to step into your father's shoes. Yes, they're the wrong size, but try anyway. Join me together. Yeah, but secretly he's actually galaxy. been trained by whatever the other guy's name was. Oh, and it'll right. be like Inspector Gadget with his with his daughter Penny trying to actually fix everything and mm-hmm. succeeding. Yeah. I think <laughs> if you're watching this movie and you get through the first scene in Istanbul and you don't like it, then then give up because mm. that's what the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> With the uh, Istanbul Express, right? You, you got to try and come up with that. Uh, like I feel like, yeah, like you, like you said, it's got to be like Turkish coffee right. based. Right, got to have coffee and some somewhere. Yeah, coffee with like a float of Bacardi One Fifty One or something. Yeah. Well, it's got to be stronger than that. It's uh, got to be strong enough that you can drink it and then blow a percussive flame out of your body. <laughs> what are you talking about? James does that all the time. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the other end. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I, I had a grand time. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I, I know my sister would have been disappointed if I didn't enjoy it, and, yeah. and I'm glad I did. It was good. I'm glad we made it a triple. Yeah. Yes, I checked it. <laughs> yeah. So someone else needs to adapt some more Sheckley so we can revisit this author. I've really enjoyed exploring it. It's mm-hmm. been good. Yeah. We should rank them. Oh, we should rank them. Okay. Hmm. Hope oh, versus boy. Movie. I gotta go movie book. All right, un- uncharacteristic for me, but I feel like the the movie did a great job having the core of the story in there and extending it and making it even more enjoyable. All right, I'm gonna go with book movie because I've discovered this wine because of the book. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's about the alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He mentioned uh, the wine. He did. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I I will also go movie book just because I was surprised how well this held up. Because on, on previous episodes, I I really I said there's no way the movie's going to hold up, and uh, yeah, you really talked the movie down, man. Yeah, I yeah. think you were just setting us up. I was setting low expectations for you, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, but I really did enjoy uh, the the novella. I didn't I didn't do all the quotes that, that I had in there, but um, yeah, but it, it made me laugh out loud a few times. So and yeah, then I, James I, was I reading. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I liked all the stuff yeah. that I liked. <laughs> So, like I said, we're recording this the day before I post it. Normally, patrons get episodes early, but they're not going to get this one early because it might not even get out on time. Uh, But (laughs) if you would like to get the episodes early and get uh, the patron episodes and everything that I do, including the Hugo stuff, occasional stuff with Ethan for Brief and Not So Brief, and Take Me to Your Reader, and like I said, 
exclusive things for, for patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash Hugo's podcast and sign up to support for $1 a month. And that gets you full access to everything. So it's like, like having access to two separate patrons, maybe two and a half. At the same time. At the same time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> patrons like a guy with money. Um, uh, right. So next month, we are going to be revisiting a title that we have previously done, Firestarter, because there is a new movie coming out on Peacock. And it, I think it's also going to be in theaters. May 13th. May 13th. Yeah. So, so we will check that out. I'm actually listening to the audiobook right now uh, to refresh on what happened in the book, because I had forgotten some stuff. Oh, do you have the audiobook in what format? Library. Library. Okay. Overdrive, Libby. Yep. You, you can get oh, yeah, it. I can, that could work. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish it in a couple of days, so you can, you can yeah. request it. They might have more than one copy. Um, but yeah, so that'll, that'll be an easy one for us to pick up. How long is it? Do you remember? The audiobook? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, okay. It's not going to be short. It's not short. Well, I'm, I'm thinking we're about to go on a road trip, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it, 12 hours, something like yeah. that. So I, I remember enjoying the book, so I wouldn't mind revisiting it, but I'm not sure I'll... I don't think you did audiobooks for rereads. You don't mind? He's driving. Well, I'm driving. Mm, that okay. was the, that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Road, road trip. It yeah. turns out I'll be coming back in perfect timing for the movie. So, oh nice. <laughs> you're driving to California? No, Montana. Montana. Oh, that's right. You're going to Glacier. You yeah. would like to see Glacier in Yellowstone. Cool. Yes, you would like to see Montana. <laughs> <laughs> that was referenced during the movie because there were all, all kinds of bad Russian accents. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. Good stuff. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing, and then uh, we'll figure out what we're doing from there. We have we have a few other irons in the fire. I know we we purchased the book that is the uh, basis for Solo, and we've also talked about doing mm. one of the depressing ones, uh, and then <laughs> Solo is the one we give Colin to make it up for him for doing on the beach. Or <laughs> now we need to be clear: we're not talking about the Star Wars movie Solo. Correct. We're talking right. about the Mario Van Peebles movie Solo yes. from the 1990s. Completely different thing. Yes, the book is called Not Robin. Soldier Solo. <laughs> Right, not the Kurt Russell one. I keep Soldier. getting it confused. With yes, me too. Um, and at some point, I do. I, I, I've proposed that we do like a two-month, like a two-episode uh, dive into the most dangerous game, where we do one episode on the story mm. and maybe a couple of the straight-up adaptations of it, because it has dozens of sort of inspired by well, yeah, yeah, uh, things. Is that and the one then, with Ice Cube? That's surviving yes. the game. It's not oh. a straight-up adaptation of the most dangerous game. Oh, okay, but. I mean, just the, just from the title and the fact of you know right. it's hunting humans. Yep. Um, yep. You know, have that. They have the recent movie, The Hunt. You have Hard Target. Then we can just watch Predator. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. They're hunting humans. It's the ultimate evolution. <laughs> yeah. um, so we may do something like that at some point as well. So. And do you want to do the the fuzzy cast in May or in June? We'll see. Why don't you uh, tell what you have proposed for, for this? <laughs> I'm not sure James is up on this. Yeah. So. Um, John Scalzi. John Scalzi, his book, Fuzzy Nation, was recently on sale. And so I, I bought a copy of it because it was inexpensive. And I really like John Scalzi. And in the introduction, he reminded me that this book is an adaptation of the original book, Little Fuzzy, by H. Beam Piper, where he takes the character names in the essence of the plot and then redoes it literally 50 it's years later. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, wow. And so I went to Seth and I went, hey, it's an adaptation. Do you want to do it? And Seth's response was, do you have any idea how many novels I have to read right now? <laughs> and he said, but I can interview you. Yeah. So I'm going to be interviewed on some some version of one of ours or yours podcasts. Yeah. And, and You're welcome to read right. along if you want. <laughs> you guys can do an episode. I'll just host. So you can try and convince me. Or I can find an audiobook or something of, of one of the things. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, share the episode with your friends. Let us know if you have seen this movie uh, or read the book. 
and let us know if there's other Sheckley and adaptation that we should check out because we would totally do that. And I'm sure we, we may have more on the actual spreadsheet. Right. Colin can look it up. I'm not sure that we do, to be quite honest. Okay. But in the meantime, we'll leave you with the Pavement Pounder's blessing. May the road rise up to meet you and may the book always follow open to where you left off. Bye, everybody. Ciao. 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 You just liked the book because it was in Italy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Italy is nice. We've All three of us have been to Italy, so. Yeah. And uh, next month, in the month yeah. of, of uh, May 2002, what fine piece will we, we, will we, we... We're traveling back 20 years. Will we, we? For the next podcast. Will we be reviewing? <laughs> <laughs> you said 2002. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Too many are, tears. We're going to be revisiting... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll go, on, that'll go on the blooper reel. That's, that's the one bit of editing I'll do on this podcast because we're recording like the day before I normally would post it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so tell me, Seth, what fine piece will we be reviewing in the year 2022 in the month of May? Oh, uh, well, we were looking at Barbara Career today, but oh, you don't. Sorry. Um, you said what fine piece. Nice. <laughs> so I had, I had to take that up and run with it. Yes, you oh, did. No, God. you didn't. No, I, no, I didn't. But. <laughs> you can't make me laugh at the whistle cough still. <laughs> so yes. for those of you, no matter Seth, if Seth does his very best job editing, I'm, I'm four months, four weeks post-COVID, still yes. getting over it. Colin is the first of us to actually obtain the virus. So. Uh, well, technically, Tim's the first of us to obtain the virus. Right, right, right. In his typical selfless sharing way, he gave it to yes. me. I believe children are our future. Oh, you're so, you're so generous, Tim. <laughs> right okay we can try that again um, so 